Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir, everyone. Welcome to the Sound Surfers, man. We bridge different cultures through music. I am your host, James Miles. I'm Malcolm Alexander. I'm the Rob Hunter, the R to the O to the B. And what's up? I'm Corbin. All right, and you already know what it is, man. You can hit us up on social, man, on Twitter and Instagram at Sound Surfers. Oh, we've got a lot of juicy content on there right now, man. Please go check us out. Uh, we're really active on social media, man. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Sound Surfers, man. Uh, but first, um, these albums that we're going to be talking today for review, man. Uh, today we are going to be talking LCD Sound Systems American Dream. Uh, you guys, James Murphy gifts us with a rebirth of his humanistic electronic music. The return of LCD Sound System. They're back. Loving it. Yeah, loving it. First, uh, first piece of work that they that they put out since they disbanded back in 2011, man. But we're happy to have them back, especially after Corbin uh, assigned us that Sound of Silver, gave us that little taste, which mm-hmm. was an excellent album from 10 years. 100 percent masterpiece. And then for homework, man, we are talking the the hypothetical black offspring of David Bowie and Andy Warhol. In my fine opinion, man, for homework. We are talking the Malcolm Alexander assigned Grace Jones's Island Life. Grace Jones, man, just a very singular human. Like, Malcolm, thank you oh, so much for this man. homework. Like, this was I've, essential. I've, I've been, you know, I'm so glad because, you know, because Corbin was pushing that LCD album, like, I knew if I had homework on the LCD episode, I'm like, I knew the perfect compliment. And that's what I'm excited to talk that's about true. Like today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, like, these albums complemented each other, like, so freaking well. And by the way, it's eclectic I taste. never picks. actually listened to Grace Jones. I just Same. know her as an icon from Same. fashion, from movies. And I was like, girl. From Boomerang, right. man. That's Sean J. She's out there. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> right. What can't Grace Jones do? Renaissance, well, you know, you, everything. Woman. She is the yeah. She's first everything, form man. of Childish Gambino. The female. Ooh. Wow. I like that. I like that. I I, 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 I can see some of that. You know, and it's so funny, too, because one of my favorite movies is Boomerang, too. And so I hadn't known a lot of Grace Jones music. (laughs) And then I was watching Boomerang, and I was actually watching it again the other day with my mom before we assigned this. And then, like, I remember that part where, you know, she's at dinner with Eddie Murphy, and she lifts her leg up. She goes, do you smell this pussy? Do you smell it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, she just lifts her leg up. I'm like, like, I need to assign Grace Jones for homework. I'm watching this with my mom. Mom, oh, dude, and it was so much. funny, and, and we're falling out. But, you know, the huge part about it, and that's why I'm ta- excited to talk about not only sonically the parallels between LCD and Grace Jones. Yeah, very much. But also the narrative parallels and, you know, the narrative of what LCD is talking about in their new album and throughout a lot of their albums, I think coupled with what Grace Jones has talked about and what she stood for her entire career, is there a reason that maybe she's not a lot larger than what she should be. At least in the space of music. Yeah, I definitely agree, mm-hmm. man. And that's going to be an interesting conversation to have because uh, th- this is a th- th- this is a very encapsulating compilation album. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannot wait to talk about this later on for homework. But uh, for headlines to get to today, man, the main thing that we want to focus on today, this past weekend, uh, Malcolm Alexander was at the... Uh, was at the colossal lineup that was day and night man huge acts all over the place man chance the rapper uh kendrick lamar travis scott all headlined over the three-day festival man and we got a lot of great content over on the uh over on the sound surface twitter and instagram they are loaded with tons of great photos that malcolm took over the weekend malcolm let us know how you how your experience was well, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, I want to be as objective as possible when it comes to talking about the Day and Night Music Festival. Uh, but first and foremost, yes, thank you so much to the coordinators of the festival. Um, of course, the observatory who totally promoted it, put it all on. 
and Anaheim Stadium. It was a great location to do it. And what I actually loved most by the end of the weekend, what I loved most about it, I thought I was going to be against the fact that none of it was in the actual stadium. <laughs> but yeah. my allergies and my nose, thank you guys so much because it was all in cement all weekend. So there was no trip ups when it comes to allergies. Yeah. <laughs> so that is always something really, really big when you go to festivals, right? When you go to the big dirt fields, that your allergies key. can be triggered. Absolutely. Um, 100%. <laughs> so I'm happy that that didn't happen. But I mean, the, the overall, the festival, there were so many acts and there was there was constantly stuff going on. There was never any downtime. There was always someone to see. And I'm really excited because what I want to talk about is the artist that I had not seen before, right? So Chance the Rapper I had seen, he had the best performance of the weekend. I'll tell you guys that right off the, the bat. Damn, yeah. uh, Kendrick Lamar, the damn tour. It was great to see it again. This time, of course, a lot closer. I got my uh, my photographic redemption. Man. Not getting to shoot the damn tour. Um, damn. So, yeah. Oh, and man. That's no, what they got I, to say about those photos. Yeah. Go, oh, bro. go see it on Instagram at Sound Surfers. Yes. yes they are please come do and see them. Man, you and the lighting. You, Thank you, you. You just nailed it. Like, it's like, <laughs> but th- th- these artists look so, like angelic. The way you catch like the spotlight coming down just in the right angle. And James, I'm going to compliment you on this as well because you guys both have this knack for just catching the moment. And it's like, to me, as just a guy who just loves you guys as brothers, looking at your talents, it's just awesome. So, Malcolm, thanks for sharing all those with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Just pops no, off I'm, the page, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really Bless proud you. of the work that that uh, that I did this weekend with the fo- for the photo work. So, as it's already been said, maybe once, twice, it's going to be said umpteen times about this episode head over to our social media at sound server sounds of his podcast on facebook to check out all the photos um of course malcolm alexander for all the photos as well i'm gonna have them up on my page but um yeah like i said i want to highlight the artist that i had not seen before um and when i was there i got to i the first artist that i did walk up to on the first day was this r&b singer he's based out of la his name is uh laven collie um, I want you guys to look him up because he's really, really dope. It's a L A or excuse me, L E V E N K A L I, Laven Collie, and he's incredible. Turns out, actually, his DJ DJed on Blazing in the Morning when I was the host oh, wow. <laughs> wow. three years ago. Because I was, I was watching it, I was like, God, that guy behind the tables looks so familiar. Then he jumped out. Laven Collie, by the way, is he's an R and B singer. He's a crooner, and it was so funny because like he's doing his thing, he's doing choreography, maintaining pitch the whole time. Right, I'm, I'm adamant. About vocals. I mean, so he's sounding great. He's moving great across stage. Then his DJ jumps up, starts doing choreography with him. And I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And then last night I'm at a friend's house and I was like, hey, is Laban's DJ? Did you bring him out when you came and DJed for Blaze? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, funny. A, that's our homie. I was like, SOB. <laughs> I totally saw him. But uh, Laban Collie was great. We interviewed Taylor Bennett, and he actually just came out this year as bisexual. So it was actually very interesting because I asked him, you know, in the climate of hate that we are in right now in our world and intolerance, what it's like, what it means to be yourself and what it means to be yourself, especially within the black community when it comes to mental health and homosexuality. And he actually shed a lot of light on that which is really really cool so again you can head to our social media to hear that interview and he was amazing yes please Um, go to twitter to get the full clip of what we're talking about man he's talking about some really great stuff the full two minute clip is over up on uh, our twitter at sound surfers yeah, man. Sabrina Claudio, she's great as well. Um, an amazing songstress. Beautiful woman. I saw her. She was amazing live. People came out for her. J.I.D., he's one of the newest uh, signings on Dreamville. He's tired. He he's rapped. got a nice flow. Dude, he raps his ass off. And you know what? It's always a testament to a, a really good rapper when you can really understand coherently what they're rapping when they're True. performing live. There's a lot of rappers that it's like when they're live, just the music's bumping and it's like, unless you know the lyrics, you really can't make them out, right? Or it sounds just like they have marbles in their mouth. It sounds like they have marbles in their mouth, all like that Migos. kind of stuff. Oh! oh. oh. It's still slap, though. <laughs> I still like Migos, though. <laughs> but you know what's funny? It was a J.I. Dude, dude, you understood, you understood everything he was saying. Like, it was so wild and just people were rapping along the whole time. Here is my thing, and it, you know, kind of to piggyback off of what you were talking about with mumble rap and marble mouth rap right that was majority of the day and night lineup so let me not (laughs) take like i i don't want anyone to take this as a slight against day and night right um because i will say that i can congratulate them on the fact that they are tapped in to the kids i mean the place was unbelievably packed with uh with really young people you know what i'm saying and i think that as i'm going through the festival it made kind of going from stage to stage very easy for me because I wasn't trying to see like your 
your Lil Pumps, your Lil Peeps, your Lil Uzi Verts. Lil this, Lil that, Lil Why's everybody Lil? Your Made in Tokyo's, your Smoke Perps. Like, yeah, like, like, really, that was a lot of what it was. And I think that's why it made, like, Young Pinch was there. Like, I don't Rich the Kid, like, all that. It made going to see the artist that I wanted to see a lot easier. Which one of the Yeah, I remember I saw even Zanny SoundCloud Bandcamp was there. Like, that was ridiculous, man. Yeah, any SoundCloud Bandcamp, and and I think one of the more <laughs> offensive parts. <laughs> that's not an actual parts. artist. I just made that up. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Exactly. That's yeah. that. I, but y'all that, totally, that is, Rob totally believed it was I an did. artist. I was like, Bro, oh no no no! Like Bro, exactly. Like that's pretty. But that's what it was, and so that's what's crazy to me. I think my biggest observation from the whole festival out what what you see on social media is what i wanted people to see right that like I, there was amazing artists SZA was phenomenal oh, that was the first goodness. time that she performed control at a festival setting by the way too which was really really cool nice shout um, out so to her SZA live for liking were, the surface photo by the yeah. way too yeah mm-hmm. man same with Masego showed love and Rich and Rich Chiga. Oh Yo, my your photo got retweeted by him mad time. Dude, yeah, he got like man. over 20,000 likes yeah it's crazy um Take insiders that, Trump, we got to sit down lock no, it's crazy. Um, I uh, shout out Kylie Jenner. I ran into Kylie Jenner um, oh, wow. out there. She came in with Travis Scott from backstage, and I was back there trying to get into the photo pit, and they were pushing me. And then out of nowhere, like Travis Scott's camp was like, move. And then I look up, and like Travis and Kylie just pushed. Like she was wearing this very sharp, like, it was like a sharp studded jacket and it cut my nipple. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Kylie, like, I'm coming after that ass for doing that. That was really mean with your sharp ass jacket. But then like everyone was pushing and I kind of like moved my way in with her people. Um, so that was kind of cool, I, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> I appreciate Sneak that. Sneaking in. I like it. But I am worried. My only concern about day and night is that it raises my concern for the kids, man, because I maybe had way too many like young, like, <laughs> white and Asian girls and boys saying the N-word around me to 21 Savage Ooh. way too much for comfort. <laughs> but then, like, there was no... But you saw less people at stages that, like, your Daniel Caesars or your Masegos or How your... was Daniel Caesar? So, let's talk about these live vocals, y'all, because they ah. were incredible. Like, I stayed in the photo pit the entire performance, and I cried. Like, by the time it was <laughs> at the end, I was losing it. I you was like, that. why? Oh, no, I predicted it. I, I said, if he does, it, like, if he just does, if, if, if his vocals are so right, it, it's going to be a problem. And sure enough, they were. I mean, his performance, his stage presence is so, it's so young. Um, it's very like, hey guys, how's it going? I'm Daniel. I'm gonna play some songs. He pulls out his beautiful Fender. Uh, I believe yeah, it's a Fender, Fender guitar. Strat- Stratocaster. The Stratocaster. Yes. Yeah, it's like this baby blue, like electric yeah, blue type. Yeah, man. So pulled that thing out and just started going to town. And his his guitar playing is great. His vocals are great. It was just all together. It was a great great weekend. Like I said, I just worry about the kids, man. That's all it is. There's it was majority SoundCloud Zan rappers. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it, told, it, people really came out in droves for it. Who told everybody over the age of 25 to get out of there? That was Lil Bro. Uzi Bird. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, and dude, here's the thing. Man. I'm not even 25 yet. He was but I was own. so offended. Yeah. I was so offended. Like, he was like, if you're if, if you if you 25 and over, get the fuck out. And I was like, <laughs> This homeboy's 23. He's you only broke. two years away from being 25. He's already talking himself out of being. What a nerd. Him and that rumble but, rap should get the fuck yeah, out of here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, here's the funny thing Jeez. is that, like, in the, that his they performance was so trash. And it was so insulting that it came right before Chance the Rappers. Like, because oh, <laughs> the demographic that I saw, like, I was in the crowd the whole time between Lil Uzi and Chance. Because I knew that Chance wouldn't allow photographers in the pit. And so I was kind of just working my way up to the front, like in the VIP area. And it was really interesting because right when Lil Uzi went off, you saw the crowd change. And there were so many people that were at that festival that day. And, and they were like, oh, I'm just here for chance. I'm just here for chance. Wow. And so it, <laughs> That's it, why I want to go to Lost Lake on Friday because I no, just want to see chance. Same. Like, like, it's going to be extra, so like, incredible. Nice. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use that. Yeah. yeah no, he, he he's insane. Like, he, he was insane live. Yeah, and and the for the best. people that hadn't seen him before, they, they loved it. Our friends Woody and Gabs were out there as well as Ryan Hale was out there. And it was great just kind of spend the weekend running to new friends, old friends, and kind of as Corbin does, you know, just be out there, have fun, just and meet new float, people. Just float, man. That's all just you got to do. Just float, baby. That's what it is. I have my camera that's what it was about so again those photos are up on all of our social channels and of course watch back that interview with taylor bennett man he's really uh dropping some knowledge
Yes, please, man. Please go check out all the fresh content that our man Malcolm, from from his bare hands, he delivered all that work. His eyes. Yes, his bare hands and his bare eyes, man. It was, <laughs> it's a lot of great stuff. Please go check it out on the Twitter and Instagram, at SoundSurfaceBand. Uh, but speaking of festivals and artists and different things and uh, the album that we're going to be talking today, man, you know what What I thought one of the biggest, like, uh, like crowd, uh, one of the, like, disappointing things that I saw, like, in a festival this year? So when Sasquatch uh, happened earlier um, in the state of Washington, it happened in May. Remember, Frank Ocean was supposed to headline it, mm-hmm. but he yeah. pulled out. And then LCD Sound System was supposed to, uh, was going to headline. And then I remember I saw a lot of people that were, like, really upset by that. And so now, like, you know, because I understand that, you know, Frank Ocean, there's no real consolation prize for that. But it kind of sucked to see to see people looking at LCD sound system as, like, chopped liver, especially since I knew Sound of Silver and I knew that they had, like, you know, they had broke up and stuff. And people were like, you know, people were like, who the heck is LCD sound system? Who the hell is this band? And I just think that, you know... If maybe if they would have had this album to listen to, you know, and to like sit in while like while they were thinking about him headlining, maybe it would have been a little bit better. Yeah, I'm wondering, do they? I wonder if they even played any of their new music at that point of time when they did. Right. When they did that because yeah, they do get their they don't get their uh, their due, but I think they did earn their due a lot uh, last year. Uh, because of all their festival touring, then when they came out for Coachella, they did ACL, mm. they did basically all the major festivals, and they're actually doing Voodoo Fest this year, which rock. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Maybe going to later on this year. Oh, voodoo fest. But the problem is. <laughs> My melanin it's dream. In, it's in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to hang out in New Orleans, so it's like this. I'm like, I don't know if I spent all my time in New Orleans at a festival. So it's a, uh, it's a tricky challenge. Yeah. It's a tricky challenge. So we'll see if I can work it out. It should be interesting too, because they actually this might be their first festival that they will debut their new music, even unless they did already. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting too, just from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Which I would pay to see because that their all their old stuff is so good. It's like, it's great. It's incredible. Like this album itself, to me, uh, it's a very good. Uh, I, I, it's hard to call it a reunion record because I don't think it is a reunion record, even though this is their first album since 2010. Yeah, man, seven years. Which is seven years, and they still kind of keep their LCD sound systemish way of things. You know, James Murphy, the way he does everything. Which, if you didn't know, he played every single instrument on this album as well. Jeez. He did the all the arrangement, which to me is just it's that's just, just crazy. incredible. And, and just for like you know uh, an album, I think you know as dense as this uh, as this whole album was, not even just lyrically, but you know also like like sonically as well. Like there were like ten tracks. It was like a seventy minute listen. I'm not complaining because yeah. I know that you're like like I know <laughs> that you like you know I, I know that you were gonna try to come at me with like with that length argument like somewhere at this point because it's ten tracks of like seventy plus minutes. But no, but like it, it, it's a like it's a very fulfilling seventy minutes. But it's very loaded with a lot of different themes, and that just speaks more to like you know the finesse of the forty seven year old James Murphy. Yeah, he likes to go through different emotions. That's his thing. He likes to come at you with these different uh, takes on life, and it's not just about one thing. It's about that's why I think he called it the American Dream because it's all about the American lifestyle. Absolutely, you know, like he touches on the political side. On, super cynical, very cynical. You know, like very cynical. Call the police as he's basically talking about the state of America, and then he goes like into different things, like when he talks at the end on black screen where he talks about. De- it's basically a, a eulogy for David Bowie. David Bowie because there's a lot of David Bowie influences throughout this entire album. It's a like me and Rob were talking in the hallway uh, earlier today about how this album is very 80s sounding. Very much. Very but much, yeah. It's to me it's an ode to the 80s because I know you guys haven't gotten a chance might not have had a chance to listen to the last album that came out in 2010 called This Is Happening. It was a very ode to disco. Really? So like they threw back a lot of '70s disco vibes on it, which is incredible stuff. And this kind of made me feel like 
he was giving that nod to another form of music that he really was influenced by because there's a lot of riffs that he ripped not like ripped off but he used and kind of tweaked into his own way like the first song is is a, a groove line from another song from the 80s there's talking heads that's very similar like um the song my my clip that i chose was uh one that gravitated towards me because it very sounded very 80s but it sounded more modern as well um it's called how do you sleep uh and but the reason that it really got me was the fact that it was nine minutes but it was like a three-minute buildup to what was going to happen. Almost like five minutes until yeah. like the actual drums drop. Yeah. I had to go back and one. I'm like, is this the same song? Yeah. Because right, it was going on right, and on and yeah. on. And I was like, is this one track? It is. One yeah, track. and the fact that like the arrangement was so like complex and just building you up in his, his voice. But the content is what really grabbed me on this song because you know he's a 47-year-old guy and he's talking about a lot about life and... There's something that a lot of people don't really talk on when they talk on albums in this song where it's talking about basically like one of his best friends and his co his co-founder of DFA, the record company, they had like a falling out. And you don't really hear that on an album about people falling out. Like your closest friend, your closest confidant, your lover, whatever, they could betray you. And the way he made it sound like you could hear his contempt in the song and you could hear how angry he was with this person. Um, I just want to play a track. I just love the words that he says. You left me here amid the vape clouds. I must admit, I missed the laughing, but not so much you. Yeah. Like, that is like <laughs> Calling him somebody right out. Right out to their face. Like, you That's betrayed right. me. Fuck you. Isn't he talking about, uh, like, his other friend that, like, used to run the band or something and tried, like, he had to sue him for, like, $100,000 yeah, or it something? Was, it was his, uh, his confidant that he um, started DFA Records with. Right. Uh, his co-founder. He who just had he had a, a drug problem and was like trying to skip out, trying to take a lot of money. Was it was like laundering. They had a big, a lot of issues like legal issues. And to me, this is him growing up and being like, you know what? I'm not going to like you. And right, you can go fuck off. You can stay wherever you're at. Like that's something you don't normally hear in a record, and a record that has such a slow buildup and such a good like dance vibe. It's like. He does right. it so well. But it also has, like, this edge, and it has, like, this grunginess to it, mm -hmm. too. You know, like, it's very interesting how he does it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought, um, like, I thought that it was really great, too, just because, um, you know, this is his album, like, coming out of retirement. But it seems like, you know, the whole album is kind of like, you know, that's kind of like a consistent theme throughout the album. You know, I think he's, like, he talks about the ending of a lot of things, like, on this album. And I think his approach to it is, like, really unique. And I think... Um, he does that the best on, like, my cut, which is called Change Your Mind, which is pretty much, like, an ode to the fans who, um, like, who, who thought that he was going to be done or that, like, you know, he shouldn't come back or whatever and, like, you know, he's getting too old and stuff. But this is track to let you know, like, I still run this shit. <laughs> if you could keep them to yourself About you slipping away I feel you slipping away Don't want to hear it all now And just like, and that song also like uh, reminded me a lot of um, the song of Sound of Silver, I think, which was my cut, the uh, the Let's Get Away song. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just like that bell in the background and just like how it was ringing, it reminded me a lot of that. And I just really like loved that element like from that song. And then I also like loved it here too. And then I also loved his lyrics as well. Um, at the beginning of that verse, I didn't be able to get it in the cut, but he says, I have a penny for your thought. I have a penny for your thoughts. So as if, like, this is the fan, he's like, if you could keep them to yourself uh, about you slipping away, I feel you slipping away. And he's like, I don't want to hear it all now of how I'm slipping away. So just, like, 
bag back with all that like all these negative vibes basically <laughs> it's like what he's saying back. you know so like oh. so i thought this was a really clever song no you know and it's crazy i love the diversity of, of the of the themes because they never got old to me i would say on first listen and at, I, it only after a few listens did it not get so corny to me because i found so many parallels right like lyrically production wise to grace jones and I'm going to get into even more of that when we start talking about Grace Jones, I think, uh, in, in regards to pioneering a lot of what even LCD is able to do today, right? Um, I chose the clip tonight. Um, it first premiered on Beats 1 on, like, Zane's show, and where all these takes that he has on life and, like, the air quotes American dream are all, like, very just mature and very... Like I don't know, it's kind of like like this is almost like James Murphy's like four 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 to me. We're kind of like he he's, <laughs> he he's he's Jay, just kind of like yo, I'm I've been doing it's this. I'm sober. old. Yeah. I get it's very sobering, right? Like it's just I get this. And right when I I never thought it was monotonous more than I thought it was corny because like lyrically I'm listening to it and I'm like everything is a poem. Like all the verses, their their stanzas more than their verses, right? And so I think I kept look I kept listening for like better songwriting but i think when i started actually looking for more like critical and creative writing i really started appreciating a lot more of what james was trying to say and just tonight i was listening to the whole album and tonight was the one song that like literally like just blew off like my head like my headphones and into my ears and really sat with me because it's really kind of a sign of the time song um in regards to people being desensitized to what's on the radio what's being on being on the tv and coming off the heels of the protest episode um, and going into Grace Jones, I think that's kind of the perfect clip. For the market psychology, you're helping us too. And all the hits are saying the same thing. There's only tonight, 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 tonight. Man, life is finite. But shit, it feels like forever. It feels like forever. I love that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is. I, I love he's, he's kind of taking shots at our namesake almost. He's taking shots at everything in the industry. He's taking shots at your at your pop music radio stations, your secular TV stations and all these outlets. Right. Just all these outlets, all these drugs. Right. And dr drugs, even considering social media. Right. These addiction, these vices that we're using to just to. Hey, carpe diem, YOLO. Ah. <laughs> you only live. You only live once. We only got tonight. Right. And then he, but then he goes on, he goes, but life is finite. Yep. <laughs> like he goes, you only got tonight, 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 but, but life's finite, but shit, it feels like forever. It feels like forever. I, I, I love that. Like he, like, it's really one of those things where I'm listening to it. And at first I was like, okay, this is kind of corny, dude. <laughs> like you only got tonight, but life is finite. But that's but it feels exactly like what he's saying, which is exactly why the song is brilliant. But that's why he's calling out brilliant. Kesha. He's calling out Pitbull. He's calling out all this whack ass Music that is like, yeah, man, live like you're dying, man. And that's yeah, what like, I loved all, about all it. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. I'm yeah. like, dude, he's calling them all out. Yeah, like, every one of them. <laughs> like I said, the funny thing is, is that I, I was listening to this album while I was at day and night. <laughs> and this, oh, was, wow. this was my escape. Yeah, from, no kidding. Like, because, like, like I said, in a lineup about you, full of, little Uzi Vert. I'll oh, my God. Because in a lineup. Shoot. Of SZA's and Daniel Caesar's, and I did not mention Measure Jordan, by the way, who oh my was goodness. also you one like of the most him. incredible and great performances of the weekend as well. well. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was my second time seeing them. They were amazing. If you ever have a chance to go see Measure Jordan, whether you're not, you know their music or not, go see them. I promise you have not seen a progressive R&B show quite like this. Um, I, I promise that. It, they, were, they were amazing. But it was so funny because I found myself, when I would drive out of Angel Stadium each day or drive up to it, I was listening to, like, Mal Wadron jazz music or LCD or Grace Jones because I needed something to, like, detox <laughs> detox my mind from Zam, Pop Zam, Pop Zam, Pop Zam. All my friends are dead. Like, just, it was like, I heard it so much. And then it's so crazy because as I'm hearing that, all that rap music, and I'm like, yeah, there's a place for it. The kids love it. I turn on James Murphy, and he's like, man, stop. 
<laughs> yeah. Like every, all this stuff tell you got you got tonight, but like life's finite. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. And I'm like, damn, James Murphy, you're right. But see, <laughs> and, and let's go back to last week. And you obviously just saw Daniel Caesar, who has an incredible voice. Oh my! But God, he's 21 years old. So yeah. what we're what we're looking at here is the difference of someone who's middle aged versus someone who's young. And you're talking about little Uzi Vert. Uh, you know, you guys, you guys are re- you and James have this you know, old souls, and I don't mean that in a negative way. You guys have this maturity about you that many young people don't have, and you have what James Murphy is talking about is there's nothing that forces you to have this maturity level anymore, right? So it's like everybody's kind of caught up in that stay young forever, Mm -hmm. you know, whoop-de-doo, but, you know, by the time you get to be 47, you can't keep up with it anymore. You just can't. Your body doesn't matter how in good a shape you are. It doesn't matter, you know, you can't stay up to four in the morning anymore. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> old, you know? So it's this realization that, you know, I've lived for 39 years plus a couple months. That's a long time. I've lived a pretty good life, pretty Damn, happy you're like about so it. you're freaking old, bro. I know. Like, <laughs> if you're over 25, get the hell get out of out. here. But what you realize <laughs> is, you know, what being over 25 is that life starts to kind of repeat and trends start to repeat. And now the 90s is back and the nostalgia is back. And I love that because those are my formative years. And I think that's awesome. So what he is saying is that, all right, this is this is the phase right now of the live now, live now, live now, live now. So I picked the same clip. We don't have to play it. But you know what? Let's play it anyway. Let's play it here again. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's Drop do it again. It. Let's do it. Everybody sing the same song. It goes tonight, 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 tonight. I never realized these artists thought so much about dying. Love that line. Yes. But truth be told, we all have the same end. Could make you cry, 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 cry. But I'm telling you, this is the best news. You're Don't getting all week. Love it. They're yeah. getting all week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it, like, literally that. That was James Murphy's. What? What was that line in four for four with JC? I'm trying to give you uh, some game oh, for yeah, nine ninety nine. Like, I'm trying to get yeah. you a million dollars worth of game for t- for nine ninety nine. Bro, yeah. like he's <laughs> like, this is gonna be the, the the time that you the best stuff that you have all week. Let me like let me this real that I'm this gospel that I'm gonna spit to you right now. This is the best good you go get all week. Yeah, I promise and, you. And it's kind of like <laughs> the old head and James Murphy's trying to reach out to the young kid. Let me teach you something. Because at some point you're going to wake up and you're going to realize, all right, tonight, 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 tonight is you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to do it again. And you're going to be like, all right, I got another tomorrow. And hopefully you have a lot of tomorrows and a lot of todays. But at the end of the day, you're still going to suffer the same fate everybody else did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love that he did it in such a way like it's a it's a catchy dance track, too. Absolutely. You know that people are going to be jamming this like all getting down to this. Yep. But and that's the hypocrisy. I that know, is the right? total dichotomy exactly. of this. Because, yeah, like, well. I, because again, where I was at the festival, and it was a bunch of kids like jumping and raging to like terrible like music. Music with zero substance, right? Just like terrible music. I'm like, you're gonna have like really conscious people dancing to this up in outside lands. Yeah. Like, like just like yeah, forget all these rappers talking about dying all the time and just like moving and dancing the whole time that they're doing this. It's it, it, it and like I said, there was. <laughs> one point where i was like this is so corny but i'm like this is freaking genius i'm like because who's to say that you can't make dance music or you can't make pop music right you can't make secular music that doesn't have a good message absolutely well yeah, i think that, that that's like you know that's been a constant theme throughout like lcd sound systems work you know like, and it's I, rare it's hard to do it's hard right to pull exactly off. no and he's like yeah he's definitely a master of it now yeah say. yeah it, it, I, they came back and they didn't they, to me they, yeah. they didn't skip a beat at no, all, they really and, I, and, and I'm really like I, I really want to listen to that. Uh, uh, this is happening. Oh. I haven't even heard that one. Like oh you, you were talking God. about that one's a little bit more like disco influence. Uh, like disco, yeah. definitely. Like the first track. You know how this track, the middle, the masterpiece that I that I consider the apex of the album is my track. How do you sleep? Because it's a nine minute just yeah. like slow builder. Right. They actually kick off the album of this is happening with a nine minute slow builder song that you're just like. Oh, when oh. it finally drops, you're like, oh, thank God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but I, I feel like LCD does go. that through mm-hmm. a lot of their albums because what, like the last track, it was, it was the same thing where, you know, it's like you're yeah, really just waiting. Yeah, it's a 12-minute song. Yeah, like like you're waiting. And, and, and that's the funny thing because a lot of time when I'm listening to albums, especially for the first couple times, I don't I don't like to watch the songs go through, right? I, I like to just put it on, 
I put the phone to whatever player across and I, and I just let it vibe. So I really never know what's going into one song. I just kind of, it sounds like one thing continuous. And I was listening to that song and I kept, I kept having to look back at it. I'm like, oh, it's done. Oh, the song's done. I kept going. And I'm like, and then it drops. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like this thing is just still going in. Right. Like I, I can't wait to see them live because I, I know oh. that it will only enhance my love of them. Oh, four times last year. I'll see them again. <laughs> four. Wait, you saw them four times last yeah, year? Yeah, total of four times last year. Sheesh. Oh, wait, no, they did like they did headline a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, Outside Lands, Coachella. Right. Um, ACL, I saw them at. and I'm, There's one more I saw them at. I don't remember which festival, but they all blend together at one point. <laughs> but a cool thing about this album is that this is this their first number one album. Really? Ever. Wow. Out of all four of their albums. And it's because of CD sales, not streaming. Now that's like, something. That's okay, now that's really like that. That's There's something nostalgia key right, right there. Number one off CDs. They sold eighty-five thousand have... copies of this in the first week. This is why they're number one in the country. That is so impressive. But life is finite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but... Just drop good integrity-filled music. So yeah. <laughs> on that, what do you guys think? I want to hear you guys' uh, slap scale here. Yeah. Um. Okay, um, so I'm going to go first. Uh, I think the combination of, like, you know, the very, like, woke, uh, and as I noted, like, earlier in the tease, like, the humanistic, like, lyrics and a lot of the, like, you know, different themes that he has on here in combination with, uh, you nailed it on the head earlier, Corbin, the punk disco-like direction of the thing, because that is the whole, like, I was kind of searching for, you know, what, what the exact, like, you know, genre, like, mm-hmm. fusion it's thing kinda was. kind of hard, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, and that's absolutely it, like, punk disco, which I think is great and, like, in parlays into our next discussion. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give this, like, a 4.2. Nice. Rob? I'm a little lower than that. I'm, like, a 3.8, but I was in, like, a weird mood. I'm trying to move, so I definitely need to revisit this because I couldn't quite catch all the themes as explicitly as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that some of them were kind of hidden, I think I expected more commentary on our political scene that I didn't quite get. They so, threw a little bit of that and Call the Police. Yeah. Like, that was one of their biggest political tracks on the album, but for I, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was going to be more of that, so I think that was why I was left a little bit, just mm. a little bit. Dis- but the sound is phenomenal. It's a fun album to listen to. It's a very fun album to listen to. Um, I'm probably, uh, I'm, I'm going to be kind of sandwiched right in between James and the ROB. I'm going right at about a 3-9. All right, yeah, and you know I love LCD, but I'm not going to go high on them because I still think they have better albums, but Mm -hmm. this was a great listen, and I'm going to go 4.2 as well. All All right, right. word. So we're coming about a four on that, give or take. So that's like, which I think is a very fair shake for this album. Yeah, absolutely. Probably about a four album overall, yeah. It's definitely definitely one of the best albums we've listened to this year in my eyes. I'd agree. Uh, yeah. to, to an extent. Um, not bad for a 70-minute listen, Cor- Corbin. Yeah. Not bad. All right. you're, you're getting there. You're getting uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, getting there. I'm just easing you in for the old hammer. Hey, for that, du- uh, for that double, that double album. For that double okay. album. No, no, no. And I will be ready to undergo that task. <laughs> um, but, yes, uh, you guys hit us up on Social Man on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Let us know what you think of LCD Sound System. It's their album, American Dream, the number one album in the country right now off CD sales. Hit us up on so- on social media. Let us know what you think of the album, man. But now we are about to get to some Grace Jones. <laughs> Don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. Taking you to school. Birdman hand rub. Birdman hand rub. I'm ready. I'm ready. Birdman hand rub indeed, man. Uh, We're talking the inimitable Grace Jones today, you guys, man. Just a very, like I said earlier, a very singular human being. I think very an influential and iconic figure when it comes to really just otherness and blackness. You know what I'm saying? And just like fashion and just spanning, you know, a lot of different like creative aspirations malcolm thank you so much for tasking us with this homework what was your inspiration behind dropping uh grace jones island life on us okay so you know what and and i'm so happy that like you you said that right you you said you know for blackness and uh, and i think for everything else blackness for womanhood for sexuality for for immigrants for being right and when you're looking at the world of art right and I think I, I oftentimes make a lot of references where I'm saying, you know, it's like I'm all about an art movement, right? Mm-hmm. She is someone who embodies 
art. I, I don't I don't look at her. She embodies art, blackness, uh, womanhood, sexiness, oh, uh, sexiest. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> acting and, 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 and on top of that, philanthropy. And that's more really? than anything. I, I was inspired for Gracie Jones, not be, you know, not just because, you know, I was watching the, the funny clips, uh, you know, the strong J clips from Boomerang or um, <laughs> not just because I, I heard a little bit of, of her music recently. You know, I had never had a chance to dive into it. And I recently got into an interesting Facebook um, discussion. It wasn't an argument by any means, but a friend of mine, uh, a black man, posted up about black women in music being disenfranchised. There was an article talking about Tanache, SZA, Janae Aiko, and um, like uh, uh, Kalani, right? Mm. A lot of artists that we've talked about this year and kind of talked about, well, why can't they get a hit? Or are they are they not successful because of this or because of that? And so it, it, it was it was a very interesting take that I was kind of taking, and it was super interesting. Sorry, I'm trying to record stuff. Make sure we got good <laughs> content, y'all. Okay, yeah. um, but I, I I thought it was super interesting because you know I was kind of making the argument that I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not a big Tanache fan, but we were talking about FKA Twigs and all these artists, and a lot of these artists are who are actually immigrants, right? FK is not from here. Grace Jones is not from here. Um, and, and and you you see a lot of other philanthropic artists not being from here. And why are their narratives not as brought to the forefront? as other artists right you know grace jones was someone who struggled to get in, into the industry because i think a large part of the industry did not want to accept a black jamaican androgynous that's androgynous a yeah that's yes. like grace jones that's what you got like very mm -hmm. crossover he mm -hmm. yes 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 right but look but where where areas were they able to embrace prince prince's androgyny but were not able to embrace grace jones's androgyny uh, that's where colorism comes into play, but that's a different discussion. So, so <laughs> that is that is why Grace Jones really, really inspired this homework. Um, and coming off of the heels of saying that we're going to do LCD, I'm going to kind of bring my point of the parallels home kind of as soon as we start running clips. But I really want to talk about unsung artists who I think when it comes to performance, like I found myself going back and really looking at um, Grace Jones' performance because she actually headlined Afropunk um, really? Not last year when we were there, James, but the year before that. Wow. And I was really, really mad because like, I remember watching some of her performance clips and I was like, yo, why have I never seen Grace Jones live? Like, this is the <laughs> coolest thing ever. And like the, the, the disco queen in me was like, nah, we got to talk about Grace Jones, man, because she is so unsung and so freaking talented. Absolutely. Super, super, super unique. There's not many other people you can point to that are like Grace Jones. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because, you know, Corbin mentions kind of like Childish Gambino, like Dan Donald Glover. She does, she does a lot of things. But she's got a little Lady Gaga to her, pre-Lady Gaga, of course. So Lady Gaga's got a little no Grace doubt. Jones, or let's yeah. put that appropriately, with the outfits and, and the, the sort of pushing boundaries in certain ways. So uh, you can probably find lots of people who were inspired by Grace Jones just based on Grace Jones being that unique and that even though she's kind of slept on and a lot, uh, her talents are certainly slept yeah. on. Yeah, her think, influence are everywhere. Uh, yeah, one influence that I think that is direct from Grace Jones, even though I think they're on the same vein as well as a Childish Gambino, is a Bjork. Yeah, yeah. Bjork is very oh, yes. artsy, very similar to Grace Jones, but it has a different style of music, obviously. But uh, you know, it's just the same. They exude this kind of sexiness that. You don't know what it is, but it is there. It's just like this confidence and like their image, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like the image is just so unique and just so just unlike anything you've ever seen before. You yeah, know, it's right. striking. And you, know? yeah. it, you can see it in the actual album art of this album. Yeah. Of Island Life. Yeah, like it is right. Something Absolutely. about the sexiness of Grace Jones on that album album cover itself is like. Oh my God! So, you know, and that's exactly why. Like, I remember because I think this Island Life was always one of those like records that I I recognized the artwork growing up, but I didn't listen to the music. Mm -hmm. Right? I might have known. Um, what is it? Uh, I need a man. Uh, I need a man was probably one of the only one of the only songs I ever knew from Grace Jones. Like, but I chose this compilation album because the statement that that artwork made too. 
You know what I'm saying? There was something exactly, James, and you mentioned colorism, right? A strong, confident, dark-skinned black woman yes, you know, who was an immigrant. Strutting. Who, strutting and being yeah. so fierce and being so confident and being androgynous, right? Owning her sexiness, saying, I am the woman and I am the man. I don't need <laughs> anybody right, else's validation, need right? Of you. I how in, like, how intimidating to your manhood <laughs> is that? Especially, and look, look. Hold on, hold on. And especially at that same token, how how like how unconfident can that make a rich white man? You know, yeah, like just shaking in the booths, right? And I you think know what I'm saying? Like she she was walking up on music label tables, wa- sh- like walking up on top, ripping her clothes off, strutting across and saying, "Listen to my music." Like that is like <laughs> yeah. it look, and that is like to me. If I was there, I'd be like, "Yo, Grace, take my money, girl. Take it. Take <laughs> take all my money." Take it but all. again. <laughs> they take it all. But again, we can look at Grace Jones and say, wow, look at this being, look at this, I mean, like, look at this specimen, right? She is a gorgeous, incomparable being of, of light and art, right? But at the same time, this album was even what I think, this album still didn't even go number one. Yeah, It wasn't no. until I think the, the, the next album that Slave to the Rhythm was on as well that actually got her some radio play, but there were so many stations that did not want to play her, right? Because the lyrics were too vulgar. But that's the funny thing. James Brown had vulgar, vulgar lyrics. Like, I, I love that. I don't, you can't tell me vulgar lyrics because that on was the radio, the they were, they, it, it was right. just an excuse. excuse. It, was, it was money, man. And that is a huge testament to why I was really inspired to pick Grace Jones for this homework is because dark-skinned people, dark-skinned black women, and on top of the, on the heels of us talking about DACA, right, and border security, and in the climate that we are in today, there is artists that are trying to come up and trying to find their footing in this industry right now who have great narratives, who are not, you know, popping Zans and fuck these hoes and these bitches and what, what all that, right? There are actual artists that have something to say that have philanthropic causes that have amazing musicality and have incredible performance art who are being disenfranchised and aren't given that shot. But Very I, similar to how Grace Jones. But I think when well. you when you talk about Grace Jones too, you not only talk about skin, but all those things. It's not just the fact that she's black, but she is androgynous. She's coming at so she does everything that is different, right? So she embodies it all. So you could point to her and be like, no, it wasn't the fact that she was black. It was the fact that, well, when she has a flat top, she looks like a man, and yeah. America's okay. not ready for that. Right. Yeah, so but it, and take- it's so funny because she even talks about that too. She like, like, like. I mean, I know you guys listen to the album. She talked about like she's like having a mannish body, right? Like yeah. l- being a woman but looking like a man. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. singing okay, love songs to men, right? So, yeah. Right. And I think that that was you know. So you had every excuse if you were a music executive, a radio programmer back then to say, well, no, because you could say, well, uh, she's Jamaican. Uh, well, she's singing love songs about man, but she looks like a man. And you have all of these things going against you, yet she still persevered and still became iconic yeah. in a lot of ways because she didn't just stick to music. You know, she was in Conan the Barbarian with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Good role for her. She's in, you know, has the boomerang stuff going on. So all the runway she, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she all was able stuff. to rise above all of that and still become iconic, not just for black women, but for again that those cross barriers of sexuality when America was like what is what what is this this is the eighties what are <laughs> right. we doing here she was pushing boundaries and just in every her single thing. facet 100%. you could think of all while having this amazing singing voice that I had no idea was yeah. so beautiful and so pure Same. well because you know and that's yeah. the thing and it's like I I I I I would want someone to fight me on it but it's you know I'm I'm all about like like my my disco queens right like I love Diana Ross. I love Shaka, right? Like, I, I love Tina. And it's like, Grace, like I said, is always like, wh- where's Grace in the conversation? <laughs> like, she's making great dance music. But, you know, where, but the where, people that Grace she in influences, but the people that she influences, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, she has a great impact on, but she's not like, you know, she's not really in the mainstream. And like sometimes that, you know? it takes the edgy people, the first of the kind to not get noticed, that allows yeah. everyone else to get noticed. That's the role that Grace Jones played for so many people, as we're talking about here, because she was so talented and so diverse with her talents that she paved the way. And made it okay for other people to be as edgy as she was while she doesn't necessarily get the credit. You want to talk about like Chuck Berry. You know, again, influencers. He wasn't edgy except for his choice in 14-year-old girls driving across state <laughs> lines. Whole another story for another day. But he yeah. was 
edgy with what he did, especially as a black man, and he doesn't get the credit because, all right, the Rolling Stones came along and like, yeah. oh, that's that's a good sound. So that's kind of the role that Grace Jones plays, even you know to this day, starting in the 70s. Here we are, you know, 40 years later, she's still iconic. Absolutely. And I and think we're starting this, to recognize that. Sorry, James. Right. No, no, no. You're fine. Yeah. And I think, you know, this album does a lot of like, you know, it, it encapsulates so many of like these qualities that we're talking about. And um, my clip actually was I, I just liked this. It was uh, the song Walking in the Rain. And I just liked it so much just because the lyrics that she starts it out with, like she just makes it very clear for you. You know, like it, like if you if you look at her and you have any confusion like about her image, you know, like she just comes right on out with it and just like. I think the production of this song, you know, was very unique in its own way as well that I'll get into. Feeling like a woman, looking like a man. <laughs> Drops her voice like too. No, no. Making when I can. Whistling in the darkness. Shine. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hanging in the line. Coming to conclusion, ride is nigh, is tired. Walking, walking. Just like, just feeling like a woman, looking like, like a, man, a man. You know, like she just like puts it right out on Front Street. You know Her what I'm saying? Her voice like, too is just. Yeah, and it's yes. just like, yeah, you it's know, like. Enchanting, it's enchanting, man. It is. Exactly. It, like, like she has such That's an exactly. enchanting voice. Right. Like it, it's, there's something about, like I just, I love that people are just like, oh, like I, I wish I could have been there for the argument of her just not being sexy or her not being like good enough right because right. it's just like i just don't see it like and and again just the sheer theatrics of it all mm. if if at anything sure you cannot think that she's beautiful you cannot think that her music's all that great but just the the expression of it all the taste level to which you can execute all this on is pristine right and, and i like i also wanted to say like about that song like i think it just struck me just so much as well because the song itself it it just kind of sounded like a reggae song that could be played in a jazz club. And I was yeah. just like, that combination, you know, like that combination was just like a combination that I had never poetry heard. on top of yeah, it. You know? yeah, yeah, you know, just like the relaxed tone, like in mm -hmm. her voice, you know, like it gave off a lot of those vibes. And that was just like, it was just a combination of just so many things that I was just like, wow, like this totally like, this is Grace Jones. And she yeah. sings and hits those high notes, but drops her voice here to talk like with that sort of sultry, like, hello. Yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah. gets you. Yeah. Like, I chose a similar song off the album that was her just kind of like talking, but you could hear the like emotion and the contempt in her voice. And I also chose this clip because, again, how Malcolm was saying that it's very synonymous to what we were listening to in the LCD Sound System album. And so I chose the, a similar clip called... Uh, private life because yes. the clip is very much contemptible about the person that she is like telling you know go f yourself and built around like this album I know it's a compilation album but it was built the way it was for a reason you know because it's very it's like ups and downs just like life is it has a wave there's a life to it and you know, private life is her being like she doesn't want to be any part of that drama that she's been wrapped up in with who, whatever man she's dating at this time. Uh, I don't know who it was when she wrote this. It was in 1980, I believe. This was off um, the album. Jeez, uh, uh, what album was uh, it? Was a uh, uh, nightclubbing? Uh, you know, it was a warm leatherette is the one that was it was released. Oh, on. sure, okay. And uh, this is actually one of her biggest songs that she she's played throughout her career. And I just, I don't know, it, just, it reminded me of the song, How Do You Sleep? That's why I kept gravitating towards it. You ask my advice, I say use the voice. But you're still clinging to somebody you deplore. And now you want to use me for emotional blackmail. I just feel. 
I love oh, that, I that love right it. there. She goes from <laughs> yeah, that spoken yeah. word and to then those chords come in. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, Ooh. and you, yeah. you know, I, I just kept picturing myself like at a place like she's from jamaica just in a small club in jamaica yes right feeling those island vibes there's man. a couple fat doobies around yeah yes. oh yeah oh for real yes. and i went like to, i went to jamaica on my honeymoon and i was just like <laughs> the people were just so like nice and welcoming and i'm like i just yeah. want to be in that environment when when you know, listening to Grace Jones, you know, I just want to be right there because that's what that is. It's selling you that island life, you know, and yeah, it's like, right. ugh. And the thing that really made me interested in that song is that it was a cover song by a, really? a an English band, The Pretenders, yeah. who oh, she flipped really? it and made it into like a reggae sound. And the uh, the lead singer of The Pretenders actually came out and said, Grace Jones made it sound like how I wanted it to sound. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. That says something to Grace Jones to do that. And the, the other crazy thing is the song was released the same year. Which is Dang. crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Dude, and that's that. why the Grace Jones one outshines the Pretenders one. Yeah. Had she waited five years, maybe not. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went uh, because I wanted to go with influence, right? Because Grace Jones's influence is, is underappreciated. So naturally, 100%. I went with my Jamaican guy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> somebody was gonna do it. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. Yeah. I honestly did not hear the sample until now. Really? What? That's the very oh, beginning no. of the song. Off the top. Yeah, yeah right off like, the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really? comes in with that same, and it barely changed the even Bruh. anything about the yeah. sample. It's amazing. It doing it and doing yeah. it. Yeah, so doing it I had to be predictable that and go LL. with that. Shout out to LL and yeah. LL's producers for recognizing some Grace Jones and having some Grace Jones influence on the hip hop. Giving her the props that she deserves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. No, that was really cool. So um, I, I, I went with... Uh, with the more maybe maybe a more controversial song, I don't know. I feel like everything about Grace Jones was controversial at the time. But I went with the song, and Corbin, you're gonna have two clips to play for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 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 so and yeah, pod that second one down a little bit, and then I'm gonna make sure that we pause that way y'all can hear because the intro of it is very important. But um, I went up to the song, pull up to the bumper. Um, then honestly, at first, because I wasn't even listening to the lyrics at first, at literally on first listen of it, I was like, dude, this is like literally just a really funky disco record that yeah. like I'm gonna drop right in my next like disco <laughs> night. Like, like this is just like this is just a banger. Like I was listening to it, I acted like I like I felt like I had a long Diana Ross wig, and I was like I was just getting <laughs> in my car. Right you were on the way to Studio 54, dude. I was on my way to Studio 54, bro. Like I was like, <laughs> you ain't gonna kill. Like, hey, Nuggle, bring me back tonight. And then I listened to the to, to the lyrics. And then I heard that, you know, like radio didn't want to play the song and it's going to be kind of obvious. So go ahead, play the song. Wait, yeah, so, this is a wait. So this is about the dirty, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All the way. All the yeah. way. <laughs> and just and the, the way it's is- phrased, though, I love that it goes back to what your dad always talks about, man. It's like Malcolm. It's just. It's there, but it's not it's, there. It's there, but it's not and your there. Black like limousine, no and, and, and your long black limousine. Yeah, long black I was limousine. like, yeah, no, wait, no, I literally just got it. I just got it. You just got it now, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, what? Just, pull up to the bumper baby in yeah. your long black limousine. Oh yeah. <laughs> pull up my baby, uh, my bumper baby, and drive it in between. Don't drive through it. Back it up twice. Now that fits nice. I was like, uh, and there's an extended version of the song on record. It's not like a, there's no MP3, but it's on record. I was looking 
the lyrics to that, which by the way, I'm gonna get it. And like, there's one that says like, pull up, stroke it, lubricate it. Yeah. And then she has the nerve right. to say, she has the nerve to say, it's Love like, it. it's not about sex. Like in 2008, she did this interview and she's like, it's not about sex, it's whatever you want it to be about. And I'm like, oh, okay, Shiny, Grace. sleek machine, <laughs> okay, believe Grace. it, I've gotta blow your horn. Yeah, yes. Oh, Grace jokes. Oh, Grace, right? Yeah. That's like, wow, that's a, but again, it's a fun record and, and it's super great. It's one of those that like, if I was up in the Bay during Outside Lands and it's like people were able to catch Malcolm Alexander DJing and I had to do a disco night, it's going to be a lot of Sound of Silver. It's going to be a little bit of American Dream. It's going to be some Gracie Jones mixed in, uh, probably with some Diana Ross. Now, yes, that parallel that, that I want to draw, because the coolest thing about this episode is that I don't think that there, that there would be an LCD sound system without Grace Jones. Oh, for um, sure. And, and you know, and, and when it comes, especially the foundations of dance and disco music, Grace, Diana, right? They were all there to allow James Murphy to really be able to take conscious, poetic writing into this dance music, into dance music, right? In a place that Grace wasn't even able to at first. Um, when I was going through and doing research through the episode and listening to a lot of the stuff, I stumbled upon this clip. Um, and I think it's going to kind of bring home uh, why LCD, there would be no LCD without Grace Jones. playing a clip twice uh that was not grace jones that was the gossip and lcd sound system doing pull up to the bumper in 2010 at coachella wow <laughs> yes how now dope right wild. <laughs> how dope there would be no great there would be no lcd sound system without grace jones right i it's didn't like, exactly know where you were heading with that but like yeah, i'm right? glad it's, to it's see like, it came around nicely Oh right, exactly. Like, like, why is Malcolm doing this? this? Is so silly. Yeah, no, <laughs> they uh, they they cover the song along with the band, the Gossip. Um, and where are they from, Corbin? Uh, I forgot where the Gossip is, but the lead singer's name is Beth Ditto. Beth she, Ditto, yes. She has an amazing voice. Yeah, she, she has does. an incredible voice, dude. I was listening to it, and when I heard the clip, I was like, dude, she sounds like really close to Grace. Like, this is <laughs> she's killing it. Yeah, I, but uh, I would have. You could have told me it was Grace. I would have been like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, man. Right, no, was, literally, yeah. I thought it was Grace Jones, the actual Grace Jones. And I want no. let me add in one more thing here. And you guys may laugh at me. You may think this is the dumbest thing you've ever said, but you kind of know Grace Jones makes me want to uh, have more melanin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, yes I do. Like that, but that's but that is like that's transformational kind of stuff in people that that make it. Like, make you want to be like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to yeah. change who you are because that it's that awesome. You know what right. I mean? It's just that, like, just foundation. Like, embodies shaking. all of that. Right. Yeah, no. So I hope y'all yeah, don't no. take offense to that. But y'all kind of no. no. know where I'm at no, on that like, anyways. We, we know. We Dog, I am so offended that you want <laughs> that, is, that you want to more melanin. This is stupid. No, no, but like, but see, but I get that. I think, and it's almost, uh, you, you know, to echo that, I feel like that's also part of the excuse of not giving Grace Jones love, right? It's like, it's too ethnic. Yeah, right? oh yeah. Like, in all like, kinds of ways. Right, right. It, it is too ethnic to play, to have Grace Jones. It's going to have, like, our, it's going to come into the our white households and, and like and cripple us, right? It's, yeah, it's going right. to come in and, like, and no. make us dance like black I know. people. We don't it's going to season us. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no, it's going to season us. Yeah. Why would but, you want to do that? But we've only got tonight. Tonight. But we we've, we've right. only got tonight, got though, right? But it but takes forever. Right. Tonight, dog. tonight takes forever. Exactly. Oh I appreciate God. you giving us this album because I definitely, I myself was uh, excited to finally uh, delve into some uh, Grace Jones because I had never done it before. Oh, yeah, man. no, I only knew Grace Jones through like you know like derogatory means like through other people and like you know yeah. strong J and like uh, like i can't remember what rapper had like name dropped strong J, but my dad had to like you know give me like the explanation for it and like who grace jones was and stuff yeah but yeah no i had never like gone into ending your into any of her music but she is just like you know just like again malcolm you know for blackness i think what she just represents like she is just an iconic figure like i thank you so much for this home no no worries man i and i hope people listening man double back like really go through like if you're ever at the record store and you guys can pick up like 
Grace Jones records, pick them up and like throw them on because I, I don't think that you'll ever be disappointed. And next Absolutely. time you hear LLs doing it and doing it and doing it well, you'll know where it came Thank from. Thank Grace Jones. Yes. 100% now. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I heard it. Like As soon as y'all had it, I was like, oh, that is totally the sample. <laughs> yeah, wow. Man. I no. feel silly. Oh, yeah. No, no. That, so it's a, a great album, man. Island Life, Grace Jones. That is a perfect uh, like all, like career-spanning uh, Grace Jones album. Actually, it's just her work up to 1985. I think she had some more albums oh, post that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She definitely went in uh, uh, after that. But this is a great... Uh, thorough look back at her career, man. It's Island Life, Grace Jones. Malcolm, thank you so much for, for sure, this homework. For sure, for sure. And that now, that was a good one. I am bowing right now. I am bowing in, sh- <laughs> in sheer mic. gratitude to you, gentlemen. And now, uh, our guy, Corbin. Wait, wait, wait. Now, you know, it's not my homework now. I am going to push my homework a week what? because next week we're going to have a special guest. Mm. Oh. We are going oh. to have somebody that has just recently joined the iHeart family who... A lot of people in the Valley know. A lot of people around the country might know. Her name is Lady Law. What? She's on Mix 96.9 as of right now. She's going to be doing some work on 104.7 KISS FM eventually. And the Sound Surfers. So next week, Lady Law has informed me because I wanted to make it a little special for you guys because we've talked about this album a lot. And she is giving us the homework of Lauren Hill's Miseducation. Yes! Wow. I love her. Yes. God, I love her. Yes. God, I love Lady Law. Oh, it's it's going down. But, oh, it's going down. Oh, it's going down. She wants to give us a specific homework on what song reminds you of an ex. It could be good. It could be bad. Oh, it could be anything. Uh, it's been so long it's, since I had an ex. It don't count for me. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, no, Malcolm's like really going to be lost like, ones. You know, I'll, yeah, take, I'll take lost ones, ones the stars right now. Have, the stars have a line for Malcolm on this lost next homework. Lost ones <laughs> right now. Okay, so lost ones will be my clip. I don't uh, no, no, don't like, give it away. Don't no, 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 no. Sorry. Like, that's like I'm just putting this. my foot in the sand that's right now. That's Lauren Hill's best song anyways. Bruh, like, or if, but see, you said that reminds you of an ex. I was gonna because I was gonna if if you're if, the lost one, Malcolm, not them. Don't don't True. give it away. Let's give it, give it away. It away don't give it away. We got right. Lady Lion Studio with the Sound Surfers. Well, yes, but like yes, to, to Zion just wouldn't work. So that's why I. Uh, Lady Lion's gonna be on the Sound Surfers, man. Catch us next week <laughs> talking <laughs> the Lauren Hills, uh, miseducate the miseducation and of Lauren Foo Hill, Fighters yeah, Concrete album, and Gold, and the, right. Foo, and the Foo Ooh. Fighters album. We know which album we're gonna be doing this time. We're on our shit, y'all. Yeah. Listen to the Sound Surfers, man. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram. And Twitter at SoundServers. And once again, I'm James Miles. I'm Malcolm Alexander. Rob Hunter, the ROP. And I'm Corbin. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.